Welcome to the Advancing Women Podcast, where ambitious women come together to challenge the status quo, advance their careers, and up-level their lives. The Advancing Women Podcast is hosted by gender equity expert and executive coach, Dr. Kimberly D. Simone. Welcome, warriors, to the Advancing Women Podcast. The Advancing Women Podcast is where empathy meets pragmatism, and today's episode is heavy on pragmatism. One of my favorite quotes is from James Clear's 2018 best-selling book, Atomic Habits. Clear states, quote, you do not rise to the level of your goals, but you fall to the level of your systems, end quote. For me, that quote profoundly rings true. We spend a lot of time as warrior women, ambitious women, creating and working towards professional goals, but we must think about the systems necessary to attain our goals, including the obstacles we need to overcome in our efforts to achieve our goals. Unfortunately for women, too often, the best practice systems and advice to get ahead have proven to not work very well for us, in part because the system was not designed by or for women. And so we can't keep playing their game and expecting the outcomes to change because the house always wins. If we play their game, we lose. So we must change the game. But that, of course, takes time. So in the meantime, We have to find ways to interrupt the inequitable rules of the game in ways that help serve us. And that is why I created the 4Ps Advancement Model. On the Advancing Women podcast, I talk a lot about the many inequitable, sometimes seemingly invisible, barriers and bias patterns that create an unlevel playing field for women wanting to advance in their careers. The 4Ps Advancement Model is about identifying the real problems, the root problems, and carefully analyzing those patterns that just are not serving us because everything that happens can be used to serve us or it can be used to sabotage us. So the advancement model is a tool that we can use pragmatically to identify and interrupt bias patterns in ways that help serve versus hinder our efforts to advance and succeed in achieving our goals. The four P's advancement model works so well because it helps us to be mindful of where we are reacting versus responding with insight and intention, especially when we have all these triggers from a lifetime of social conditioning on what women wanting to advance should be like, act like, look like, and respond like. A lifetime of both descriptive and prescriptive gender stereotypes. Gender stereotypes have descriptive components, those beliefs about how males and females typically act, as well as prescriptive components or belief about how males and females should act. Women are supposed to be nurturing and communal, avoid dominance, and men are supposed to be agentic and avoid weakness. Agentic traits are things like self-assertion and independence, while communal traits are things like concern for others and interpersonal sensitivity. And we have been conditioned our whole lives, men and women alike, regarding these traits, the traits that are most valued in women versus the traits most valued in men. The problem, of course, is that those agentic traits, being assertive and confident, which are typically viewed as male traits, are often perceived as most relevant, most valued in terms of goal attainment and leadership, while communal traits, like being helpful and nurturing, which are typically viewed as female traits, are often perceived as most relevant for the establishment and maintenance of social relationships, so they're not perceived as most relevant for goal attainment, advancement, and leadership. And because of this social conditioning, it is very important to understand if we are instinctively reacting versus choosing to respond in ways that better serve us. 
Identifying, acknowledging, and interrupting patterns that don't serve us is key in terms of our ability as women to overcome biases and barriers so that we can more effectively move forward in accomplishing our goals. Enter the 4Ps advancement model. Necessity is indeed the mother of invention, and the best practice advice women have been given is flawed, mainly because it focuses on fixing women, shoring up our quote-unquote deficits so we can advance. And that premise is false and doesn't serve us. As I often say, we as women are neither broken nor defective. We don't need to be fixed. The system is broken and needs to be fixed. But that takes time and we need some kind of equalizer, something to help us level the playing field at least a bit. And that is why I created this model, which can be a highly effective tool for women in transcending and thriving despite inequity and bias. And a lot of what I'm going to talk about may seem intuitive, but it's important to have access to a process, a system that's preferably designed for women, one that helps us more effectively navigate the very real, very exhausting barriers to achieving our goals. We need a system that serves us. The 4Ps advancement model focuses on problems, patterns, processes, and proficiencies, hence the 4Ps. So I'll give a quick overview and then apply the model to some of the most common biases and barriers women encounter based on evidence-based scientific research. The first P stands for problem. In short, this is about ensuring that we are identifying the real problem, not necessarily the stated problem, but the real problem. The second P stands for pattern recognition. This is about knowledge, intention, and mindfulness. So much of what I talk about, the many biases and barriers women face, is about being forewarned so that we can be forearmed. It's not complaining or victim mentality. It's about eyes wide open. You can't clean your house if you don't see the dirt. So beginning to recognize the patterns of bias, the antecedents of the problem, what's impacting the problem, that is a critical step in interrupting the patterns. This is where the third P, process, comes into play. Once we identify and acknowledge the problem and the patterns of behavior that are feeding into the problem, we can implement a process to interrupt those patterns in ways that better serve us. And finally, the last P is proficiency. And this is truly the magic. This is where we take a system that is not designed for our success and flip it on its head so that it does begin to work for us. It is how we begin to recognize and hone a host of superpowers that serve us, proficiencies like emotional intelligence, resilience, and anti-fragility. So let's jump in with the first P in the model, problem. Whether it's in my research of professional women, in the literature, in my professional experience in corporate, or in my many coaching sessions with professional, talented, ambitious women wanting to advance, there are a host of variables that consistently emerge that women are presented with, which are meant to serve as explanations for why so many women aren't advancing anywhere near the rates of equally qualified male counterparts. So we hear things like women are not assertive enough, they're not confident enough, they don't negotiate enough, Women tend to be too emotional. They're not as committed to the workplace and lack focus because of things like work-life balance and the draws of motherhood. We hear that women tend to not take enough risks. All of this language that, as I've talked about in previous episodes, suggests that the problem is that women are defective or deficient in some way, and that there is a deficiency that must be addressed that is causing the inequity. 
And if we take that at face value and see that as the problem, if we internalize the problem rather than questioning the validity of that explanation, then we begin to believe that we are not as deserving, that the fault and the flaw are indeed ours. And that is unacceptable. Unacceptable, first of all, because it's not actually true. Too often, there is a fix-the-woman approach to the very real problem of unconscious gender bias. And the issue with this, of course, is that we end up trying to solve the wrong problem. This deficiency feedback can be brainwashing us into believing that structural, organizational, and societal problems are our fault. And the mantra of this podcast is, it's not your fault, but it is your problem. And that truth is embedded in the 4Ps advancement model. Part of this first step in identifying the problem is about letting go of the blame and the flaw that you have no business owning so you can begin to proactively address the real, often external problems that are negatively impacting your advancement. And the research shows that when we give this best practice advice to women and try to workshop away the problems, these identified deficiencies, what ends up happening is there is backlash. Backlash for women when we behave outside of those prescriptive and descriptive gender norms. So we tell women to be more assertive, but that assertiveness lands differently when women exhibit it. And it is often seen as distasteful or self-serving. So in attempting to address the presented problem, women may, quote unquote, solve that problem by exhibiting a more assertive demeanor, but then cause another problem in that now she is less likable. And the research is clear on this. When women aren't as well-liked, they don't advance. So essentially, you've just traded one problem for another, and it becomes this giant shell game, this never-ending find-the-queen scam, except now you're trying to find the magic trait that you need to fix or refine that is the one thing that's going to help you transcend and thrive. But of course, you're never going to find it, just like you don't find the queen, because it keeps moving around and around. When we accept the problem put forth, we often find that as soon as we solve one problem, another problem is presented. And this can lead to so much frustration. It can lead to imposter syndrome or feelings of low self-efficacy and self-esteem, lack of fit, that we as women just don't belong in those positions of power, pay, and prestige. And of course, that is not a process that serves us at all. Not only does it not serve us, but after decades of coaching women and advising women on how to fix their deficits and decades of women's advancement initiatives and organizations, the inequity remains. Equally qualified women are promoted more slowly and the pipeline to top level positions remains resilient and pay inequity persists. As the adage goes, you can't keep doing the same thing and expect a different outcome. If we keep accepting the feedback at face value and jumping through all the hoops without question, without pause, we will continue to see the same results, and those results just don't serve us. So what we must do is begin to scrutinize the feedback. Enter the 4Ps advancement model. So with the first P, problem, we want to pause, analyze, and scrutinize the feedback. So if a person says to you, for example, that one of the reasons you're not getting ahead is because you're too emotional or you're not tough enough or you're not assertive enough or any number of other deficiencies, we must get into the habit of taking a moment to consider that feedback carefully. This is the time to pause and implement the four-piece advancement model. And that first step in identifying the problem The real problem is to hear the feedback and ask yourself a very important question. 
And it's just three words, but they're critical because the flooding of all that lifetime of social conditioning will come in and we are conditioned to respond with acceptance and apology. Okay, I need to fix this. But what we should do is pause for a moment and ask ourselves this crucial question. Is it true? Every woman who's ever had a debate in the workplace has been in this situation. You're having a disagreement or debate and you're presenting your position. And the man you're talking to is saying, calm down, or you're being defensive. So your first instinct, your social conditioning is often to make the other person more comfortable, to be more agreeable, to stop behaving in a stereotypically emotional female way. But that isn't what we need to do. This type of situation is a cue to implement the four P's model. Rather than reacting in a way that will not serve you or that will reinforce these negative stereotypes, these negative narratives, we must pause. Pause and ask yourself the question, is it true? If somebody says, calm down, you're being defensive, pause and ask yourself, is it true? Am I actually uncalm? Am I being defensive? That is the narrative being presented, but that doesn't mean it's a fact. Certainly part of the problem may be that you're emotional or defensive, but often the real problem is gender bias. It's easier for them to think you are flawed than to accept that you are right or that they are wrong. And in that pause, you begin to realize that there are a lot of options, a lot of responses that will serve you better than agreement and apology. If the answer to the question, is it true, is no, it's actually not true, I am calm and I'm not being defensive, then it is acceptable, very advisable actually, to interrupt that narrative with a more accurate narrative that also serves you better. Rather than apologize, it may be more appropriate to say, you know, I'm not feeling uncalm. I understand that you may be frustrated. And if you want to take a break, I'm happy to do that, but I'm perfectly calm. Your narrative, the more accurate narrative. Or you may say, I'm not being defensive. I'm hearing what you're saying and countering with a position I feel is stronger. I'm defending my viewpoint, and that's very different from being defensive. You pause and interrupt the narrative, replacing it with one that is both more accurate and also serves your advancement. Now, if the answer to, is it true, is yes, you still have an opportunity to pause and proactively respond. Perhaps you've been accused of being emotional or angry and you pause and think, is that true? And you realize, yeah, it is true. You still have the option of responding in a way that better serves you. You have just as much of a right to determine the degree of emotion and the tone of the discussion as the person on the other side of the discussion. They may want to decide what level of severity and response they feel is acceptable, but that doesn't mean that's absolute. An elevated response or level of frustration may be highly appropriate given the discussion. So if you are angry, rather than saying, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be emotional, you might say, certainly I'm angry and frustrated. My level of frustration is appropriate given how hard I have worked to make this project successful. What you're proposing would derail that, and that would have negative repercussions for the organization. Darn right I'm mad. I'm going to be angry at any effort to derail our progress. Again, pause, recognize the real problem, and interrupt with a response, a narrative that better serves you. I am telling you, this is so powerful. I am stunned by how often for me and women I coach that after implementing this model, 
and pausing, introspectively asking, is it true? How often it actually is not true. Even in performance evaluations, this technique can be very useful. If you go into a performance review with your boss, research shows that as women, we often hear feedback that is grounded in part in our performance, but also in part in gender socialization and gender bias. Very real biases that are proven to impact the way women are reviewed and assessed, the feedback we get. We can get feedback grounded in gender bias. And unfortunately, if we know it is untrue and push back, they will say, well, she doesn't take constructive feedback. There's a difference between not taking constructive feedback and not believing and responding to feedback that is untrue. This is where the second P in the four P's advancement model becomes so important. We know from scientific research that as women in the workforce, we are going to encounter gender bias patterns. We must identify them. Where are the places this will happen and how can I be proactively prepared to respond in a way that interrupts the bias? What patterns of behaviors from others are derailing you? Whether it's in your performance evaluations or even everyday meetings where you feel you are constantly derailed, if you're regularly being asked to take on an unfair share of low-profile busy work, or you're constantly being interrupted in meetings, whatever the behavior, identify it, pause, and formulate strategic responses and be prepared to interrupt those patterns. I have so many episodes that show how you can do this on the podcast. From dealing with biases like being seen as unlikable or difficult for just doing your job, to tone policing, mansplaining, gaslighting, undermining, forewarned is forearmed. Be prepared with the language you need to create more accurate narratives that serve your advancement. Identifying bias patterns allows you to filter that best practice advice through your knowledge lens. Is it true? The knowledge helps you to filter out feedback and advice that isn't true and won't help solve the problem. And how you get there is the third P in the four P's advancement model, process. It's a practice, okay? So it's going to take you a little longer at first, and then it's going to get easier as you do it more and more until it becomes almost second nature. You pause. You pause and assess often to understand whether fixing the issue is necessary and whether the stated problem is really about what you think, what you know, or what you do. So you start with what you think. Is this a mindset problem? How are you thinking about the problem? Where do you need to reframe the problem? And what are the patterns that are leading to the problem, the real problem? Or is this about what you know? Is this a skill set problem that you can easily fix? A problem that if you respond in the way being advised will actually change things? If so, great. But if not, your efforts will likely be in vain. So you have to be mindful. Or is this about what you do? changing your behaviors in ways that are both proactive and strategic. Again, the game is rigged, so we need to change the game. The four P's advancement model. This practice can help create more accurate narratives and behaviors around the real problems. And above all, it can help us to stop internalizing as flaw and fault what are really external biases and barriers. And of course, it is frustrating, maddening even, and certainly exhausting for us as women to have to deal with overcoming unconscious bias and inequity to advance and thrive. And this is where the final P in the advancement model, proficiency, comes in. It helps to close the loop on the whole process. It's about not only acknowledging the inequity, but using it to serve us, using it to become better. And yes, that's unfair. And no, we shouldn't have to. We shouldn't have to do all this work. But here's the thing. 
as a result, we can become more resilient. We can become more powerful, more prepared, more emotionally intelligent. Proficiency is a high degree of competence or skill, and our competence and skill are honed with every unfair situation that we transcend. It's that anti-fragility mindset, right? I am stronger because you have forced me to be. And that acknowledgement can take some of the sting and the power out of the bias and inequity. I've talked about anti-fragility a lot on this podcast. I actually did an entire episode on anti-fragility, resilience, and grit, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes. But the gist is this, anti-fragility is an important concept as it relates to our advancements, especially the idea of proficiency, because anti-fragility is about increasing in capability to thrive as a result of stressors. A lot of people think the opposite of being fragile is to be resilient, right? So if fragile is breaking under pressure, being resilient is the opposite. But the opposite of a negative is a positive. So the opposite of being fragile or easily breaking under pressure is to be anti-fragile. It's more than resiliency. Resiliency is about maintaining under stress or pressure, but the anti-fragile gets better under pressure. And so my manifest statement for this week, my key takeaway is this. Despite the host of inequities, biases, and barriers that create an unlevel playing field for talented, highly qualified women, it is possible that we can have the last word in the end if we adopt a mindset and behaviors that better serve us. The 4P's advancement model is meant to give you the tools and process you need to define and overcome the real problems that keep far too many qualified, brilliant warrior women from advancing. This model is a practice that we can use to ultimately increase our proficiency and to then adopt an anti-fragility mindset so that we can become stronger, better, and more proficient, not despite but because of these inequities. And that is a mindset shift that serves us. As the author of the best-selling book, Anti-Fragility, poignantly notes, quote, the wind extinguishes a candle and energizes fire, end quote. And I love that quote. We need to be the fire. We don't want to be the candle extinguished by the wind, extinguished by the inequity. We must transcend so that we can be the fire that is energized. For more resources, you can visit my website, www.advancingwomenpodcast.com and connect on Instagram at Advancing Women Podcast. I love getting your feedback, so please email me at drdsimone at advancingwomenpodcast.com. I just want to thank Joe Jacobs, the audio warrior who wrote the music for this podcast, and a huge thanks to Heather Harris, the creative warrior who designed the Advancing Women podcast logo. And thanks to all of you for joining me here today.